Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Real Window, rewatching random movies from our childhood. I am Pauline. And I'm Lisa. And we are two sisters who discuss movies because we love movies. And in our yes. household, we just always talked about movies. We always watched movies. We always quoted movies. So this podcast is really just uh, a guilty pleasure for us. We just basically watch movies that we watched as kids and then talk about it, which sounds like the best idea for a podcast ever, if, uh, <laughs> if ever I heard one. If, if I so, do say so not myself. Not to toot my own horn or anything, but we're brilliant. Yeah, we don't, we don't do that. No, not at all. Um, so this week, Lisa picked a movie <laughs> that we watched that I think it's very fair to say that neither of us have seen in a decades. A really long time. <laughs> so Lisa, why don't you give a, a description, a synopsis uh, uh, of what, uh, what film we were lucky enough to watch over the weekend? So we were lucky enough to watch 1992's Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And for anyone who just knows the TV show, this is what happened first um you guys are too late you're too late this one came first uh, mm-hmm. uh and it's basically fingers. for anyone who doesn't know the basic plot it's a girl in california who's sort of like this pretty popular airhead uh and she finds out that she is the chosen one someone who is meant to kill all vampires particularly uh lothar who's the head vampire and has been around for centuries and apparently there's always been a chosen one whose mission this is and yet somehow she's always failed uh donald sutherland plays her mentor who finds her tells her this is her destiny and introduces her to the world that actually has vampires in it there have been disappearances of teens you find that out at the start of the movie uh this movie which also, they're which, very laissez-faire laissez about, about disappearing very teens. odd they're, they're more upset about the jacket that they're wearing and it's we'll, like we'll get into that for i sure. feel like Don't we've worry, underestimated guys. the importance of the murder that's just happened <laughs> But go on. Um, Sorry. It's it's a comedy. It's sort of like a comedy horror film. It's meant to be funny at the same time that it has like, you know, some scares here and there. It do- definitely plays on the airhead California Valley Girl popular thing that you have going. Nuh-uh. Uh-huh. Like much Pauline oh uh, my god like totally <laughs> what's you, the sitch what's the sitch you guys all know that tone and that voice and that that sort of very yeah, we didn't particular have to do that. I just wanted to do it <laughs> it's you just all know. fun valley you girl you've all seen fun to mock. Um, and basically uh, Lothar who's played by Rudger Howard and his right hand man who is actually played by Paul Rubens uh, for anyone who doesn't know who that is he's actually Pee Wee Herman and uh, there's also uh, Luke Perry in this film when he was in his prime 90210 days as the love interest bad boy slacker kind of oh, and it's basically can Buffy boat. defeat uh, the, vamp- the head vampire and his cronies before you know the school dance that's that's really what we're all here for <laughs> we're really at the school dance we're at the well. school dance you know before the they ruin the spring flame. school dance but you know it ended up going awry anyways that's what this film is it's not a complicated plot by any means it is very fun it's very campy it's meant to be an oh my gosh guys the early 90s fashions oh. in this movie oh are my. so much fun and I it's actually really surprising almost everything. every outfit every outfit in there i was like i could wear the that. yellow leather jacket i, I was wanted like, the I yellow leather jacket really like that jacket i really want that jacket back maybe someone will make it again soon and i can purchase one it'd be great you know um i mean it's kind of a surprise coming on cause... strong like a 90s trend <laughs> just like t swift says well hey and 90s is back uh well and it's funny because for such a 
campy little film. It, uh, for anyone who doesn't know, it was written by Joss Whedon, though apparently there were so many changes to his work, he didn't like the movie, how it ended up, and he completely disowns it and says that it is not canon to anyone who loves the Buffy the Vampire Slayer uh, TV show. But what's surprising is someone like Donald Sutherland in this movie, Rudger Very Hauer so. in this movie. Yes. Um, there's like also legitimate cast Legitimate members. casting. And it's very interesting. And then at this and like Luke Perry was a hot commodity at this time. He was making it big on 90210. So the fact that they oh. got him, they actually had to rearrange the filming schedule to having it just be five weeks. I say I mentioned in the trivia episode because uh they wanted to make sure they had him because he had commitments to film 90210 at the same time. Uh, and it's you also have for anyone who didn't listen to the trivia episode, go on back, listen to it. It's very fun. It's fun for how long it takes Pauline to figure out what the movie is. Yeah. And she does. The joy in her voice is delightful. I'm very happy about it. Um, Thank you. <laughs> I was so happy because I was excited to do this one because we loved this one as kids. I forgot so, so how much. much we loved this we one loved until it. I was watching it again. And mm-hmm. I was like, I remember a lot of quotes. Like my quotes yes. page My quotes very page were really long. long because and another was... one would come up and I'd be like, yes. oh, yeah. We're oh, like, oh, yeah. right, we did. So We quoted yes. it a lot. And it a was, lot. And I think what made it fun um, is because like our older sister, JM, was the one who rented this movie with a couple of her friends. And Pauline and I were permitted to watch it with them. So A, we're like chilling with older girls watching a movie which, that involves vampires, which we know we wouldn't normally get to older watch. Girls. About high school girls and the ever cute Luke Perry. And we were just oh like, my goodness, amazing. Dreamboat. Such a sweetie. Yes. Uh, and so I think that also added to our element of how exciting this film was for us to see. And how, like, this was how a big deal. Cool. This it movie seemed, was. yeah, like this it was, movie was, it was very cool. cool. And Which, fl- and watching so it funny. now is <laughs> not the case, but at the time, I would really say six something. and seven-year-old Pauline totally. Lisa, really, this we, mattered. We this really thought this movie was amazing. And yeah. um, I will also say neither of us saw the TV show. We have no, no. Very, no idea. We know that for a lot of fans, just from reading that apparently... Most of them don't like it or haven't bothered to watch it because, you know, Joss Whedon says not to. Uh, but this is what we saw and this is what we loved. And man, I'm excited to keep talking about this. Oh, totally. Yeah, this is going to be a funny one to talk about for sure. Oh, my God. It's okay, so let's just dive right in. Yes. Uh, so, Lisa, when you were rewatching it, what mm. um, were there any takeaways from it watching it that you were like... Oh, I didn't get that as a kid. Or like um, scenes you strongly remember. What was it like revisiting this, revisiting this little was, nugget? Was surprising because um, I told Pauline, so this one is really funny because when I saw, even just when I saw the cover, so I was scrolling through the new star channel that's added to Disney Plus because I'm like, oh, there's a ton of movies in here. What's in here that could be on the podcast? And when I saw the Buffy the Vampire Slayer cover, I was like, oh my God. This is the next movie. And without even thinking about it in the back of my head, there is so Buffy is a cheerleader in this movie, of course, because she's the popular girl. She's part of a popular clique. In the um, 90s. In the 90s. And they have a couple of chants that they demonstrate throughout the movies. And without even pausing, I saw the trailer, I saw the cover, and my brain immediately remembered one of the chants. Say it, Lisa. I will say it. it. All right. It's very very catchy and great. Very good. Okay. It's how funky is your chicken? How funky is your chicken? How loose is your goose? Our goose is totally loose. So come on, all you hog fans. So come on, all you hog fans and shake your caboose. 
and shake your caboose. Yay! And they all cheer. And they do this before a basketball game. And I don't know why, but we loved it. We practiced we it. We demoed it. We, we knew thought it was amazing. We wanted the pom poms. We did. I wanted her outfit. When the oh, movie opens I with them still doing want a, her outfit. I know. The movie opens with them doing their one of their cheerleading acts at the very beginning. They sort of establish long, it. It's very long and not particularly impressive. <laughs> No, they don't. They're not good. They're not doing moves that, like, you know, like bring it on moves. You're not seeing cheerleader moves that are like, wow, how'd they do that? This actually strikes me as a genuine high school cheerleading squad. A hundred percent. Like, this isn't like national championships. This is very basic white girl dancing. Totally. This is your local cheerleaders' chance. Nothing. They aren't working (laughs) out for any competition. At um, all even though Buffy can do some sweet gymnastics that we learn in the movie, yeah, but, she does um, a lot of flips and splits, which she doesn't demo enough in her cheerleading. Practice. No, there's I'm none in the cheerleading, and yet in order to go pick up the the wood stake that's twenty feet away, she cartwheels her way there, which is yeah, obviously which, the most efficient way to maneuver. So efficient, true running, vampires. Running was not the way to go. No, cartwheeling was because you have perfect aim when you're cartwheeling, and obviously. you're just gonna make it. I will say that was something as a kid I remembered. Thinking it was so impressive her gymnastics Definitely. i loved them as a kid it is like, she's great it's, she is great yeah she is and she's still or her great. stunt double her is stunt great. double it might not have been actually double. christy swanson who knows i did not see that in the trivia there was no trivia about the stunt work so i cannot say either way um i remembered I remembered I did think Luke Perry was cute. And now rewatching, I'm like, yeah, Luke Perry is very cute. I totally he get, is. I get why he yeah. was a heartthrob. Especially when he, like, cleans himself up. Yes. And, like, and he's shaves, his, shaves his, um, soul and his soul patch. And you're like, <laughs> yeah, now he's a hottie. Like, he was a mess before. And now he's just you're a like, good call, good looking, Luke Perry. <laughs> yeah, good decisions, Luke. <laughs> also, that leather jacket he wears. Oh, yeah. Very nice. Very, very Dylan 90210. Very much so Man. 90210. Um, so handsome. So handsome, just like in his reward pictures. And I remember I thought he was funny. As a kid, I didn't get, like, he, I, I did get kind of that he was a slacker, but not the full extent of what that meant. I just knew he was kind of, he wasn't popular-ish, and he was, he was funny. Like him and his right. friend, who was actually played by David Arquette, and I forgot it was David Arquette until he came on screen, and I was like... Oh my oh, god! Shit. I know. <laughs> David you definitely don't know that they're drunk. Like I no, didn't, as a kid, I didn't know, know they, they were, were drunk. drunk. I just like, thought they were being silly. Right? That, like, like he passes okay. out, and then his friend gets like taken by a vampire, and I was like, "This is fine. Why oh, is he remember, falling asleep?" I remember we thought it was funny. That oh, I remember so thinking it was funny that he would pass out, and his friend just suddenly disappears by a vampire. And I think what helped is. Our, I will say one of my favorite characters in the movie as a kid was Paul Rubin's character. He plays a very sort oh, of funny, sidekicky vampire. Goodness. And we thought he was really funny. And so I think what helps is the person who attacks David Arquette when Luke Perry passes out, they're sitting, they're chatting, they're talking about how, you know, they struck out with those hot girls, but, you know, would you want to date them anyways? Because they're all, you know, terrible people. And then... Luke Perry passes out mid-conversation. David Arquette's still talking and stops talking because a vampire's grabbed him, pulled him away, and bitten him. And Luke Perry has no knowledge of this because he's out cold. And I just thought that was very... As a kid, I'm like, hilarious! <laughs> <laughs> this is great cinema. It's great cinema. Um, and so there's a lot of scenes. Like, like Paul Rubens had a lot of lines we quoted. He sort of... Um, it's funny as an adult watching it, because Rudger Hauer, who's the head vampire, makes a point Lothar. of saying um, that 
he's surprised that Paul Rubin survived the Crusades, like made it through oh, the Crusades. Yes. And watching the movie, I have to agree with him. Legit. I don't understand how Paul Rubens has lived such a long life as a vampire because he messes up continuously. Buffy gets the better part of all of them so often that you're just like, I don't understand why this teen girl is able to just knock you flat. Do like these this. things. Lisa, because she's the best that Donald Sutherland's ever seen. Did yes. you hear him say that? He Come did on. say that, and he did say she doesn't do it the way that other chosen ones did, and they all failed. So. So that there's there something go. there. There's got to be something there. It's true. I did think she was amazing as a kid. Uh, oh, yeah, so they, they show she has nightmares of her past lives because uh, it's basically that chosen ones are reborn with each generation. Just like reincarnated. Exactly. And so is he. And, and his his job, Donald, sorry, Lisa. Yeah. His yeah. job, Donald Sutherland's job is to like find who the chosen one is, mm-hmm. seek her out, mm-hmm. teach her how to fight vampires, and yep. then she fights vampires. And in the past lives, They've just all failed. They've He's all never died. succeeded yeah. at yeah. beating Lothar. So anyway, <laughs> He's continue. Too charismatic. Lisa. How He's could you too, ever? He avoid woos Rutger them too Howard. much. Which, you know, you see, uh, Lady Hawk, and, and you're bound. I to would agree. say if it was Lady Hawk, Rutger Hauer, I'd totally buy in. But this is not Lady Hawk, Rutger Hauer. This is 1992, Rutger Hauer. He's not quite on the same level as he used to be. Lisa, he's still. Rutger but he's still Howell. charming. He's still very charming. Anywho, I like his voice. If you guys don't um, know who Rutger Hauer is, you need to go watch Lady Hawk. Exactly. You need to listen to that episode. Listen to that episode. You also should check out Blade Runner. But anyway, this is all a side note. <laughs> I've derailed um, us. But I her. remembered, as usual, but I remembered, like, so in her nightmares, she sees glimpses of these past lives of hers. So, like, you know, as a medieval servant and as, like, all these other things. And I remember as a kid thinking that was amazing. I thought mm-hmm. it was really cool. I like mm-hmm. the idea had never occurred. Like past lives was nothing that was ever discussed in our household for sure. And so Absolutely the concept not. of it was very, I think this might've been my first introduction to reincarnation. As any kind and of then you're thing. like, this is brilliant. And I was like, you can do that. This Please story is amazing. This true. I love it. Um, can I come I think, back reincarnated? I think I just like the idea that there were slayers in the medieval times. I'm like, wow, vampires have been around for a while. That's cool. It's true. <laughs> like, it's true. She's I pretty mean, since tough. The since the Crusades and not before. So I think as a kid, that impressed me. Um, I remember thinking, like, the vampires, I was never super scared of them. They were silly enough that there was They're never silly. a scene that I was like, I had nightmares over. I think that's why no. I also enjoyed the film, is it was something that was so campy, even I could have fun with it and not get scared mm-hmm. i didn't quite what i got confused over as a kid and i'm sure you're probably the same pauline is the relationship with lothar the fact that he does try to seduce buffy but at the same time seems to want to kill her like i was very confused well and even Everything. as an adult i do feel like they don't explain that no. well no. and because even you don't you don't really like you know that she's something's shifted when she's around him but the idea of seduction that he's Mm. so seductive that she can't actually like fight him is is not very i would say it's not very obvious and for a movie that i think is over the top in its obviousness it's funny how subtle they are about it so definitely as a kid that that relationship him i'm it was definitely more of like the this is the head bad guy she's got to beat him 
and things just kept coming up. I don't yeah. really have a recollection of that relationship or that dynamic. I when think I, I tried to ask adult. JM and JM kind of just brushed it off. It's like, he's hypnotizing her, Lisa. And I was like, okay. And you're like, okay, all right. Well, they <laughs> sure. didn't explain that at all. <laughs> Thank God, you. watching movies with children <laughs> must be infuriating. Must be like, exhausting. Oh, it must be so much work. Kudos to all you parents who really strive to watch movies with your kids. Like, good, and answer all of their ridiculous good questions. Good job. No, there's no way they can do that. There's definitely more of a, of a brushing off, which I completely now understand as an adult. Holy moly. Oh, man. It's like, Lisa, just accept it. We're moving on. We're moving on. And you're like, okay, big sister. Yes. Got it. Um, and so, like, I mean, like, those, that I didn't get. But other than, honestly, other than the relationship between her and Lothar, I pretty much got everything else like the gist mm-hmm. of everything it wasn't a it's not a complicated plot it's pretty straightforward no. i thought it was cool that she was a chosen one i loved her attitude i love that she was mouthy to donald sutherland totally i remember really i love liking... that as an adult i do to be honest i was like this is very <laughs> she, she was a lot of fun with that and i She's think a lot a kid, of sass i enjoyed that dynamic his mm-hmm. very sort of dry approach to everything and her very like in your face excuse me attitude Um, but she's not dumb which is also what i really like about her and and what i think think is makes her funny because like it's hard to be funny when you're if you don't have the intelligence to be funny Mm -hmm. it's definitely it's definitely harder and so like she's she comes off as an airhead but she isn't actually stupid and i think that there's a really to be honest i feel like there's a really good message underneath this movie because of how she kind of changes and as she, the movie progresses. And it's not so much that she's stupid, it's just that she's disinterested. And what exactly. fighting vampires does is brings her into a bigger, like, makes her appreciate how big the world actually is and how small she is in it. Like, that there's bigger things than the school dance. There's bigger issues than dating the popular boy and, you know, yeah, like, and do you a, buy and that leather jacket? there's a confidence jacket. element yeah. to it where she yeah. realizes how absurd all of the things are in the past that she cared so much about. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, like, to your point, there's bigger things, but also, like, I'm fully capable of taking care of myself yes. in this circumstance. And I think that's, I really liked that message from mm-hmm. adult Pauline perspective. Little kid Pauline, I don't, I Oh, I, I think I really, really loved everything about her. Being, yeah, like, like I independent. really just liked her. Totally. Lot. And I thought her friends were, as a kid, I remember just thinking they were very strange and they were, very mean i was like i don't understand why they're so mean like, they're right. so mean and as they're an adult watching mean. it i'm like they're very over the top they're, totally they're so over the top airheads and like means mean girls and stuff like that and very like again it's campy it's 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 not how like I to the point where, where even think. mean girls wouldn't be like that exactly. like exactly there's the one so they talk the, so one of the girls that's like kind of in their clique but not really because we all know what that means mm-hmm. um She's she, she's brainier, she's so she like, like helps she, their like homework basically. So she yeah, so she she's dead. She's found her body is found. Uh, she's one of the murder victims of these vampires, and the girls are more upset. Yes, that she was in the yellow leather jacket that was borrowed that was lent to her by one of the other girls, and and like they're all more upset about. Oh, I'm so sorry for you that she had your leather jacket on when she died. And, it's and like, you're never getting it back. <laughs> and it's like, that's, we all know, even the meanest girls aren't 
Unless you're a sociopath. Well, and even then, you're not, not going to say it. You may think right. it, but you've learned by high school age that saying it is going to ostracize you from everyone. So you're going to keep that little nugget to yourself. Yeah. Um, so no person would actually say that out loud with the death of a friend slash classmate, I would Yeah, think. even just like someone you didn't even know in high yeah. school. If anything, high school, you're the opposite. You make it about yourself. And so then like <laughs> everyone's all like, oh, I'm so devastated that this person. Totally. Dead. That's the opposite. It'd be That's... more of the, everyone should feel really bad for me because my friends just died. And like you would know they weren't actually friends in the show and they're just milking it. And instead they kind of go the other way of, I don't even care about her and I miss my jacket. And it's a very interesting choice, I'm going to say. Again, very over the but top. But campy, right? Yeah. Like, I think that's the point of the movie. That's the direction they chose to go with it. Everything is campy in this movie. So it's for anyone who silly. didn't watch it and you plan on watching it, or maybe you don't plan on watching it, but just need you to know, it's intentional. And it's but very in your face. <laughs> it's very, it's to the point of ridiculousness. But it is a movie about vampires. We all need to accept that. Exactly. And it sort of plays with that lore and the expectations. And it's like, if you know enough about vampires, it, it fits them for the most part. Wooden yeah. stakes and there's kill a, them. You know. There's a seduction element. They're mm-hmm. very, there's a sensualness to Absolutely. them, which I think we all know is is an underlier, even pre-Twilight days, but yeah, with it's Dracula. Part like of the it's, original Dracula story and stuff. It. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's very sexy, is what is it what would is. happen with vampires. Yep. And sensual. they play on that for sure. And then I will say also, I did I remembered really liking David Arquette as a kid. There's Me that too. scene where I felt bad that he died, but I found him again. He was a funny vampire. There's yep. um when he first there's this awesome scene where Luke Perry who yes. thinks his friend you know is just you know because he was wasted he went home assumed his friend did the same and suddenly there's a knocking on his window and he opens the curtains and his friend is hovering outside the window David Arquette's hovering and you don't realize at first but it becomes evident that he's several stories up <laughs> and he kind of what's hilarious about it is Luke Perry's like hungover and tired. And it's not quite registering at first. And he's like, where you been, man? I thought, you know, <laughs> yeah, this guy totally. kidnapped me. And he's like talking to him normally. And then he's like, wait a minute. Yeah, it takes him a moment. And David Arquette in the meanwhile Are you is like, on anything? Is let me in. Let me in. And of course, that's part of vampire lore is they can only come in if you invite them. And so David Arquette's trying to get him to let him in. And Luke Barry's having none of it because it's weird. He's hung over and this is a strange situation. He tells him to go home basically. And it's very funny. And I remember as a kid, even thinking that was very, that was very funny. I wrote that one down because yeah. that was definitely one that I remembered. Like when it came yeah. up, I was like, Oh, right. It's the floating scene. scene. Yes. Totally. And, yes. And now as an adult being more familiar with a Hollywood and horror and horror stories, it's a trope that's actually been used before of the floating outside the window wanting to come in. But it's been done to be scary in the past. And this is clearly making fun of it and enjoying it. There's a, a famous Stephen King novel slash adaptation called Salem's Lot. And there's a very creepy, memorable scene where a little boy wakes up and his friend is floating outside the window and is asking to be let in. And it is genuinely disturbing. And so this is clearly playing off of those. And mm. it's cleverer knowing that as an adult. As a kid, I was just like, hilarious. How random. He's floating. Don't you recognize that he's floating outside the window? I <laughs> need to chime in here as well because I remember as a kid. So uh, mm. for anyone who doesn't know, we, we watched The Simpsons growing up. And it yes. was like massive in our house. Yes. And there's one like Halloween episode, the haunted tree, the Halloween, whatever. The haunted tree it. house. Yeah. Yeah. 
And uh, one episode is Lisa's having a nightmare. She wakes up and Bart is outside with (laughs) Milhouse and others floating with vampire teeth. And he's like, Lisa, let us in. Anyway, and he's tapping. And I remember very distinctly being like, they copied that from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. (laughs) How dare they? And I was like, that's funny. And I was like, I get this reference. It was like, (laughs) joke's on you, eight-year-old Pauline. No, you do not. That reference is from many other things. I really thought I got it. You know when you think you get something and then you don't? Now is definitely that. The best line from that episode, by the way, is when Grandpa Simpson comes in and he's like, and it's after Bart's flown away and Marge is like, Homer, we have to do something. Today he's a vampire. Tomorrow he could be smoking. And Grandpa Simpson (laughs) comes in and he's like, quick, we have to kill the boy. And Lisa's like, how do you know he's a vampire, Grandpa? And he's like, he's a vampire? And it's so stupid and so funny every time. Oh, okay. But totally, I just had to put that in there because everyone should laugh. For anyone who wants to watch The Simpsons Halloween episodes, there you are. It's a great one to do. Um, And totally, like, those, what little knowledge we had of vampires when we were kids was in that kind of pop cultural way. So this movie did strike me as very unique as a kid. Like this was Mm. probably the first vampire movie I ever saw, hands down. Totally, right? absolutely. And so- (laughs) Me too, which I feel like doesn't mean to be It set the precedent for us of what vampire movies were, which is very funny looking back, knowing that this film is the film where we're like, this is what all the other vampire lore is based off of. And this is what every other vampire movie has to live up to. Totally. And it's 1992's Buffy the Vampires. And it is everything is neon and fluorescent and spandex spandex. and amazing. So much in the hair and the makeup. It is fabulous watching it. I will. Okay. The last thing too that I just remembered. I had forgotten about it, but I remember being very confused over Buffy's mom and parents. They were never home. They didn't seem to be connected with their daughter. Um, They're always like, you see them briefly because they're leaving. Like she basically is always home alone. They're going out. They're constantly out for like meeting friends or leaving for the weekend. They're busy working. Like this is not a close family. And it confused me as a kid. Because that just, Mm. I'm like, parents don't do that. Why is she, what's happening? Why is the mom so out of it? And there's like um, that sort of, you get as the movie progresses that she kind of looks to Donald Sutherland as a father figure she doesn't normally get anywhere else. And it's quite sweet that way. But I kind of missed that as a kid. I just knew that her mm-hmm. parents were odd and not in the picture. And that was strange to me. Like, I just, they didn't seem like parents. It just, they don't it seem just like confused parents. me. And it, they aren't, they aren't good parents. That's kind of the main thing. It kind of is why she's left her own devices and why kind of how her upbringing sort of helped fuel who she is as a person, right? Until she starts, you know, as we said, thinking more of the world and wanting to, you know, experience a wider horizon and, and open her mind. And instead, she sort of always had this sort of freedom and independence, but it's very sheltered and very shallow because that's what her parents are. They're very shallow people. It's very obvious in the brief moments that you do see her interact with them. And, like she comes yeah. home late, for example. Yes, she comes yes. home late and then her mom's like, do you know what time it is? And she's like, uh, and she thinks she's going to get in trouble. And she's like, after 10? And she's like, I knew this watch was broken or whatever she says. And she's like, and focuses she's, yeah, in on her, her, watch, on her watch, and watch does not care that Buffy is totally. home. And like covered in dirt. Also, Buffy has been totally destroyed by vampires at this point. So like her mom does not... Yeah. even acknowledge that she's in a state yeah doesn't and, seem to notice so anything yeah. at all and so that's how oblivious and how self-centered she is and it's very interesting and as a kid that was so 
alien that it just Mm -hmm. I was very confused by them I just remember being very confused by them as parents and wondering why they behaved the way they did and as an adult I'm just like oh man these parents I actually did laugh at the watch line I was like yeah like that's after 10 o'clock there are some lines that are very funny that warranted a legitimate laugh I did have a couple of laugh out loud moments I'm not gonna lie that I was just like oh man that's there was one where I started cackling and we're not gonna get into it yet but I do want to it'll it'll be in the list for sure yeah anything I miss pulling for your takeaways or your memories um, or no I feel like well and I chimed in obviously the yeah, whole yeah. time so I feel like no I definitely I I I kind of just want to reiterate I was mm. very surprised at how much I do remember like I you you brought up this movie and it's as if it, I feel like it was like we watched this movie on repeat mm. a lot in a very short period of time yes. and then it's almost like we never watched it again because we couldn't so, rent it openly it wasn't something that yes. would be like mom can we rent Buffy the Vampire Slayer totally. this week so I think it's almost like in the limited like window we had rented it, it one week let's watch and we it. watched it 35 <laughs> totally. times like that's literally what I think happened I think you're right I'm very genuinely surprised by all of the things mm. that came up that I remember but I was like shit I forgot about this so it's it was just very funny so it was kind of the whole thing like I actually remember that there was like I as soon as they see the yellow jacket in the mall yes. I was like oh I remember that jacket and like how they talked to each other and the dance like I remember what Buffy wore at the end I for know. the dance I was like so I was excited like excited for that dress what an amazing dress and then and her and, sneakers and I said, looking back at it you're like and her bun oh, how her hair was amazing oh, I my goodness. as a child I was like she's everything ever she and then she is, this is the height, this of luxury. Is the height of amazing because she's gorgeous her runners oh, are very practical and yes, then when she's, her runners are very and they practical. turn out to be useful like I'm like that's very smart it's of her. essential and they're still they're still like go with her outfit and then the fact that like Pike this is what's really funny so I forgot to mention that Luke Perry's name is Pike which is very which is interesting great. in the movie. And it leads to some great lines, which I'm sure we'll quote. Um, but he comes to her, like her friends have basically, she's alienated her friends by talking about the real world and trying to get them to be concerned about, you know, the missing teenagers <laughs> and the crimes. Right, that are the happening. murders. That are, and like, I feel like they also need to be aware that like teenagers are, are, being killed faster than like older people are exactly. like if any demographic should be caring that these murders are occurring it's literally all of it should children. be all the teens because that seems to be the targeted demographic and they but don't anyway care. i digress and that no, was my it's digression. very funny Sorry. and so as a result of this when it's time for the spring dance her boyfriend has broken up with her and and did it by like voicemail because he could never get a hold of her. So that's shitty. Her friends aren't speaking to her. One of her former friends is now dating her boyfriend. Like, and she's kind of left alone. And I remember as a kid being like, they're all terrible. And then of course, Luke Perry shows up. He's oh, cleaned himself up. He's his wearing his amazing burns. leather jacket. And then I and loved as a hair. kid when the vampires crashed that party and he tosses her his tosses leather her jacket. jacket. And I remember thinking it was the greatest oh. outfit ever. She's wearing the leather jacket, the white dress that he's ripped the bottom half of the skirt off so she can move better. She's got her sneakers and she's got her bun. And I just was like, this is the greatest outfit I've ever this seen. This is like the most badass. Like in my head, I'm like, I want this for Halloween. Totally. Costume. I want and this no to one be will my get next it, thing. But I know. But 
yeah. I know what I'm I wearing. actually don't even want it for a Halloween costume. I just want to show up to work wearing a leather yeah, jacket true. and a white guess... dress and sneakers and be like, this that's is my very true. This is my new look forever. This is my attire for today. And everyone better get on board. I honestly want to go um, and buy a leather yeah. jacket so bad. I'm like, I could do well, with that leather jacket. <laughs> well, I kind of have a leather jacket already. So now I just need to go buy this white dress that I can Ooh. poof up the bottom on. So I'll work on that. So these are life goals, people, that we realize these... as children genuinely i want that we want to, to come to fruition I want this to uh, even as adults <laughs> yes. so that's good to know my one regret um, is my hair is too short to put in a bun but you know what mine is too dark that's okay god <laughs> you know they're never in a bun but they won't they're know i'm never buffy. brunettes god. i'm so sorry pauline it's so rare in the 90s for them I to know. be brunettes this is why i love bell anyway. it's true but so that um, finale like was so yeah. memorable for that outfit so but, memorable yeah. sorry yeah I... she's a great i remember no. that outfit very distinctly mm-hmm. it mattered to me a lot she kicks so much ass in that outfit and it's great yeah. um and i remember them riding off on his dirt bike at the end yes, like, his I, motorcycle. I, I remember them riding off i remember the credits rolling and then i'm pretty sure we just stopped it rewound it and started <laughs> it again and went no doubt back to mind. the beginning we got to rewatch the shit out of this. And I remember, yes. I remember so big spoiler guys, Donald Sutherland's character dies and I'm being really <gasps> genuinely <sighs> heartbroken. Yeah. I was so upset mm-hmm. and I loved that he told her you're not like any of the girls. And she's like, I know. And she's like saying that she's like, makes all the mistakes. He's like, no, don't be like the other girls. And as a kid, I was like, yeah, Buffy. You, don't be like you the other girls. You. <laughs> you be you, Buffy. You own that shit. That's how you defeat Lothar. Totally. It's true. It was amazing. And I loved that. Great message. It was a great message Mm -hmm. all around. Mm -hmm. And I just thought it was, it was such a touching scene. I I remember crying as a kid. So I also feel like I need to bring in another famous death in this movie. Yes. Um, That's the point that I cackled. Yes. So hard at. Because I remembered our kid brains when it came on. I had to pause the movie because I was just (laughs) cackling so hard and guys it's not funny no. if you didn't watch this as a kid no. so i really need to emphasize that nostalgia is taking a real big cut into this episode oh and i, God, I everyone knows it. yeah it's so, so colored by it okay we've already discussed paul rubens mm-hmm. and how he's like the imbecile vampire who is the henchman to lothar and buffy successfully slays him she stabs him with this wooden stake and he goes to die and it is the longest drawn out thing in the world and it's but like stupid yeah so let me give you an example so he should he's stabbed he's like ah ooh, ooh, ah ooh. <laughs> and the whole time he's like keeling over and kind of falling and then he's falling but then getting up and then ah and there's a very serious scene supposed to be happening between Buffy and Lothar. Yes. Like, yeah, this is intense. <laughs> and in the background, he's just not dead. And it goes on for like two and a it half It goes minutes. on for way too long. And it's awesome. And it's on purpose. And it's, again, that whole like... Very over-the-top like, cartoonish. Stoop, yeah, it like is cartoonish how over-the-top. And but we, as kids, loved it. imitated the hell out of that. 
Oh my we God. Would we mimic would it all the time. It out. Yes. Like one, we would take turns yes. and I forgot all about it until <laughs> it came up and I, it, and he keeps going and I'm laughing the whole time. And what time. makes it even worse is at the, the end time. of the movie, if you watch past a certain point in the credits, it pans back to him still dying. <laughs> and we did watch that part and we thought it was really funny <laughs> that he was still not dead oh it's so stupid it's so guys, stupid but and without it, nostalgia uh, it's it's, it's, all, stupid. it's awful With i feel like the movie itself is awful yes. i think that we need to without nostalgia it's not a good movie you probably hated watching this but with nostalgia However, this thing is amazing and that scene i just started laughing so too because awesome. i remembered child lisa and child pauline thinking it's the greatest yes. thing in the world it was so funny yes. it was so funny it was like the best scene of the I whole i think we movie, sometimes sure. should just rewatch that scene i think sometimes <laughs> if you watch you'd be like pause <laughs> rewind watch Ru- paul rubin's death one more time okay now we can keep the movie going like i'm not, so i'm pretty confident like, we did <laughs> like, so stupid but what's funny is i remember uh, we weren't alone like jm and her buddies also found it funny and also acted it out so and they were a couple years older than us so clearly it wasn't just us that's true that's true was that but definitely a a small window of population (laughs) currently uh that would ever appreciate that moment and yeah we are in that we are perfectly in that percentage yeah we are. We are. Okay. It's amazing. Okay. And I'm so, glad you brought that up because that was one I did want to talk about and I'd kind of forgotten amidst yes. all the others. And I, so good job because that out well, of all the like, scenes. Is this the time? That's I probably don't know. the are we scene waiting for the quotes? we acted out the most. Oh, hands it down. Was so hands good. Down. It's so stupid. Yes. So stupid. It is very stupid. Okay. okay. Um, so, Lisa, let's move on to the other questions that generally don't take us yes. long. Um, does this movie pass the Bechtel test? Uh, yes. Yeah, it does. Yes, it passes it, it with does. flying colors. There are a it number does. of female characters who are named, and they talk about a whole bunch of stuff not to do with guys, which is surprising yeah. because you would assume with a bunch of airheads that's all they want to talk about, and they don't. They talk about... Nope. They actually have a whole thing because they have to come up with a theme for the spring dance, and it has to they be... Talk about environment. It has to be something serious that they can reflect on. Um, as seniors and so it's something like a social issues they're all trying to brainstorm social issues and they eventually land on the environment which is painful in and it's of itself so in painful, a lot of ways but man but, is it um, funny to watch them try and brainstorm good. it but I mean that's it's just good. one of the scenes they talk about a bunch of like and every one oh, of her friends is named yes. like all of them then they say them like they say their names a and then I'm bunch. like this yeah. is amazing this never happens in the 80s or 90s totally there's so many female characters and they're all they all generally like not genuinely i feel like genuinely is is a strong word saying, to use not in this movie, movie but it's not a whole lot genuine. there are moments when they're having arguments mm-hmm. when she's kind of standing up to her friends and they're all bringing up points of how of like their own shit yes. like not necessarily good points but totally like unrelated to men which is very refreshing yeah. in like a high school environment girl kind of way in a movie well, like we all know that high school girls talk about other things but in movies i feel it's like it's very boys. depicted it's as like boys, boys central well and even at the and end finale with the dance and the fact that her friend is dating who buffy still assumed she was the boyfriend she was still with because she didn't know they'd broken up until she got to the dance and he said like, you know i phoned you a whole bunch of times and i left a message and she was like super upset she doesn't 
get mad at her friend and have this big like you know storm fight or anything they don't have an argument there's no big fallout over it instead she's just hurt and she goes and stands elsewhere realizing she's on the outs and that's unique that doesn't usually happen i actually really appreciated that it didn't become this sort of cat fight over a guy that she even kind of really didn't care about that much at this point in the film it was more just the hurt that this is how it went and it was almost this was the expectation i'm going to be a normal teen for once i'm going to go to this dance and then she finds out her boyfriend isn't her boyfriend anymore and it's more the way of it is what's hurt her and i genuinely appreciated that she wasn't taking it out on her friend which is what normally i could see happening and I just, Absolutely. I just really appreciate that. And I mean, as we said, there's a yellow leather jacket that we both love. It comes early on in the show. They discuss it. They discuss if it's still trendy. One of them says that it isn't. So five minutes, so five ago, minutes ago, and then uh, Hillary Swank, Hillary everyone, Swank in her first feature film role, um, and then she shows up she later, so young. later wearing Holy it. Shit, it's crazy. And they're all up, and like Buffy's upset because I thought that was so five minutes ago, and she's like, yeah, well now it's retro. Um, <laughs> so stupid got it but we love it but again so a lot of these discussions fashion environment their daily life whatever it is they talk about a wide range and it is lovely to see in a teen film Mm -hmm. i'm not gonna lie agreed agreed however stupid the teen film film is it's not so stupid that it's not having these great conversations that smarter films choose not to have like that's i think what's kind of interesting this is a campy film is you know and yet there are smarter teen films that don't do this and i'm kind of like guys this is fascinating to me so but yeah flying that's actually a really good point Flying colors with this one yeah good good point Mm -hmm. okay you're you're welcome Mm -hmm. um okay so now we know it passes the bechdel test with flying colors which is great Mm -hmm. lisa (laughs) On the flip side, are there any moments in this movie that uh, you would deem offensive or inappropriate or offensive? I think is such a strong word that I also feel like the other, the other way is like, has this, has it dated itself and and aged in some way based on things that may have been appropriate in 1992 that are no longer appropriate uh, now in 2021? Lisa, your thoughts? Uh, yeah, I'm going to say there were a few misogynistic moments in this film. Ah, that, uh, what? When? when? Go on. So shocking. Continue. Like mm. there's... I didn't clock any yeah, of Yeah, I'm sure you didn't. Uh, they're very they're subtle. They're very subtle, as the most of this movie is. So there's yeah. this moment where, like, Buffy and her friends get out of the movie theater, and her boyfriend is pulled up in the car with a friend in the passenger side. And Buffy lays across the convertible of this car to kiss her boyfriend so it means her torso and her butt are in the friend's face which i would like to say is a weird it's thing a to do it's a very weird thing like why do you just odd. go around to the other side of the car and kiss him again that writing it's is weird. very poor choice but his friend then is staring and his hand is hovering because he wants to touch her ass and he just says can i borrow her like yes as if that's what you do um there's another scene where that i think it's that same friend he grabs buffy's ass in the hallway and she flips around on him and her boyfriend then says keep your hands off of my things yes off Off my my, no off of my thing that's what it is like the slang get, get your hands off my thing and i'm like as soon as that happened i'm like he's out he's so out 
Who the well, hell? Well, but says the that? other thing that he said. So back to the Ugh. point of the the friend being like. So I wrote yes, down the quote because his do. friend is like, I don't want to sound sexist or anything, but can yes. I borrow her? And so that's a bad line. Yes. But then his friend says, who is Buffy's boyfriend, says, no way you'd get her dirty. Yes, that's it. I didn't have it written and down. I was like, trying to remember. And it's Well, we so... already have a problem with both of these two. And they keep <laughs> popping up and staying problematic and shit. And still yep. here. So, yeah. So, he, he like, blatantly grabs her ass in the hallway. She kicks his ass, which is awesome. It's actually one of my and favorite moments. She just, like, flips him it's around. It's really great. It's glorious. It's like, and she's like, and then she says to him, she's like, don't touch me and it's really awesome because then he's like her fucking loser boyfriend is like you know you okay get your hands off my thing and then she's like i'm fine and kind of brushes him off and that's when he says uh it's well it's nice to feel needed needed. and And it's like asshole that's not your fucking job guy she doesn't need to make you feel that way so fucking what you should have been was super impressed that mm, she just kicked this guy's butt who grabbed her fuck yeah exactly he should have been like that's what you get and way to go and, and you shouldn't touch her because she's a human exactly. being. And regardless of whether or not I'm dating her, you shouldn't do that to her. Exactly. Anyway, so much, it's the early 90s. So much of that in this film. Um, I'm trying to remember. However, I would yeah. also like to say, you're not supposed to like them. Yes. So there is this element in the movie that I also think needs to be clear is that it's like, you know, in any movie... We're very aware that these guys aren't depicted as, like, the good guys. They're not the guys that she has anything in common with. They're not the guys that She's understand her. She's clearly not the guy she, she should be with at the end of the film. She shouldn't yeah. be with. We all know she should be with Luke Perry. Who's much better, so, yes. Who's superior mm-hmm. in so many ways. But also, so it's, he's supposed to be a dick. He's supposed to be the guy who doesn't get it. And So I do understand that there's there that. There is that element he's, to it it's intentional the movie so. is intentionally making them this way it's just that it's like there's it's it's still not great either it's not good to have but it's like it's done because you're not actually supposed to like and it's more that, that doesn't you mean that appreciate that, that as she gets you know more, more confident, confident in herself and, and more aware of what she actually wants that this is behavior yeah. she no longer wants to have around her and, and that she, she calls tolerate. it out which is that's yeah. awesome and so then you as an audience member are supposed to be like yeah finally woo now go hang out with yes. luke perry because he's better like that's very much the sort of vibe and that's why though you feel bad for her at the dance you're also like good she's not with him anymore and now she can be with luke perry like that's honestly exactly that's where this whole thing goes the whole time so i mean that's its own thing with the story arc right that she's with a jerk to begin with but what's promising is of course that she realizes that you know, she's just dating him because he's popular and he's good looking. And that's not and that they have nothing in that's common and that she changes anymore. as a human. Exactly. Yep. What about you? Yep. Did you clock more than that? I think there was a couple. Yeah. There's a few more. So there's a, so there's one where I wrote down penis hot yes. dog question mark. Yes. And so this is, I know exactly what this is referring to, but I wrote it very quickly. Obviously. And I know exactly what you mean by I was it. like, this is enough and I'll know what it says. <laughs> penis hot dog question mark. Um, I'm Ron Burgett. Okay. So anyway, um, there's a scene with Luke Perry and David Arquette uh, in this like diner, I think, or bar. It's in a bar because they were all in the movie theater together just prior to this scene. And now they're back. So this is before David Arquette is a vampire. Mm -hmm. So they're just two drunk guys that were in the movie theater and now are just kind of talking to the girls uh, that are there. And they don't have any money. And so they 
they put all their change on the waitress's tray, which I'm sure she loved immensely. And then she was like, okay, you can get two coffees. You can get a hot dog. So they order a hot dog. And then when the hot dog comes, Luke Perry grabs it and bites into it. And it's funny because I forgot that this part was happening. But I remember looking, Luke Perry just has like bread just in his mouth. And he's like talking. And I was like, (laughs) I was like, there's no hot dog wiener in the bun. That's really weird that they did that as a prop. That's lazy. And then you see David Arquette pull out the wiener, hold it in front of where his penis would be and say, Hey, Bethy, you want a piece or something? Yeah, like that. Something I, I got something nice. for I got you. Something like for something Buffy. very yeah, disgusting. I got something for you, Buffy. And Buffy, the badass bitch that she is, slices the wiener in half with a butter knife. And he's like, Oh, she cut my own dog. <laughs> like he's all upset. So and like, her well, friends are shocked because out of nowhere, she suddenly has this amazing knife skill and it's unusually aggressive for her. But this is also before she's met Donald Sutherland's character. Like, you're learning about her at this yes. point in time. And you're like, oh, interesting. Buffy has this amazing knife skill where she can cut a wiener in two <laughs> when it's just thrown in her face. When it's just held nice. randomly in the air. Which yeah. would be very helpful to be able to do with a butter knife when uh, walking home by yourself alone. I'm not going to lie. I feel like I that's feel a, great, it's a skill. great skill that every woman should have. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. good. So that was a moment where I was like, this one isn't necessary, but two is stupid. Yeah. But three, we're in this movie that's stupid anyway. So it's, you know, but that's, again, that's it's how the story goes. It's kind of just, it's just dumb. dumb it's not necessary. Stuff that happens. Um, yeah. And then the other main one that I mm-hmm. had was um, she's running uh, to go after the vampires. Yes. And, and I'm not 100% sure on the timeline here for this one, but it's not at the final dance yet. It's like, they're about to head. They end up going. I don't know why this always ends up happening in movies, but they end up going to like the float yeah, parade they basically go, area. It's, it's like an amusement park where there's float. like a merry-go-round yeah. situation. Anyway, and it's so, so of course, this is just the parking lot that has all of the floats creepy, for a parade. Of course, it's weird. It's weird at night, but. She's chasing after, and there's this row of guys on motorcycles who are just on bikers on motorcycles. And one of them says, want to get some real power between your legs? And I don't know why he says that about her, but she was like, yeah, I do. And she punches him, takes his bike, and motors off, which is fucking awesome. And then he is on the ground, and he hollers, dyke, you're a dyke. And it's like, what about that makes her a dyke one it's because what dykes it's do. because she's a woman who beat his ass so therefore who she has him. to be a dyke because a she feminine had, woman would never do such a would thing. never yeah. do a that. heteronormative so anyway, so that woman was, would never punch an asshole for asking if she wanted in the power face. real between power her between legs. her legs yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> so uh that was another line that i was like one that's not necessary and and two, it's just stupid. Yeah. Um, so that was that was in there as well. So FYI, if you're triggered by the word dyke, I'm very sorry because Lisa and I have already said it like five we times. We have at this point. Uh, Most we should apologies. have prefaced yeah. ahead yeah. of time. But also, uh, it's used in a derogatory way in this movie. Yes. Uh, FYI. Yeah, very much so. Um, but that's... That those was, are the those ones. I, I, I clocked those ones as well. So again, nothing... Mainly sexism. Mostly sexism in the movie. That would probably be the, the thing that stands out. The biggest Anything one. else... Yeah. There's really nothing else. It's just a campy teen film. But I mean, a 90s teen film, I think most people would go in expecting some level of sexism. (laughs) And again, 
The sexism comes from the guys you don't exactly. like. So there is this, it's not like the behavior, Luke Perry's behavior is actually great. I was kind of worried. I know, I was, I was sure a little concerned was gonna go. that he was going to be someone I couldn't hear anymore. But he doesn't actually, yeah, no, he, the only thing he says is he tells her at the dance that she's not like other girls. And I fucking hate it when men say that because it's just such bullshit. Because it's like, no, yes, I am. Because every girl is different. So every girl, I'm like every other girl. Well, and what's Because awesome every girl is just different. Is her response is, And she yes, says, Yes, I am. And that, and I was like, like thank you, Buffy movie. is a fucking feminist. Yes. Right? That's, so that's the only honestly, thing Luke Perry says. such a I'm like, minor thing and, in, and everything. And he's he's impressed by her. He thinks she's very He means it very sweetly. He thinks she's an amazing person to take down vampires and everything else. And, he, and he's he's useful he's not wrong as well, which I appreciate. Sense, but yes. Yeah, he's, a, he's an interesting character, too. I was happy. I was worried about him as well. Going in, I was yes. like, please have aged well, Luke Perry. <laughs> Come on. I still want I need to really like you and your life. I still can't really want to love you at the, at the dance at the end. Yes. And I did. And yeah. you do. Yeah, yeah. totally yep. did. Now, having said that, I don't know if we watched Beverly Hills 90210, we'd feel the same way, but I need everyone to know he holds up in Buffy. Yes. And that's kind of. We didn't watch really that. watch Beverly Hills 90210. We, we were too allowed. little. We were too young. We weren't allowed to watch it, so we can't say much to that show. And if we watched it, we wouldn't understand anything no. that was happening in it. Anyway, think, we'd like to I think, think the we brief did, but we moments didn't. moments we happened to catch made no sense. So it didn't no, really No, and stay. I wanted to know. Like, I was like, <laughs> I, well, I know what's happening. And it was like, no, you don't, seven year old Pauline. Quiet. <laughs> Um, okay. Stop it. So amazing. Lisa. Yes. This is a weird <laughs> question. Does the movie hold up? Yep. Would you recommend mm. it? If you'd recommend it, who would you recommend it to? And uh, let's throw in the what would you give it out of 10 okay. uh, situation? So, on one okay. hand, this movie totally holds up <laughs> for what I remember this movie being. In fact, mm-hmm. it holds up more than I expected it to for my Agreed. nostalgia. I had 100%. a lot of fun watching it. It made me genuinely happy re-watching this movie and remembering how much I loved this as a kid. And it's true. Again, I still loved the fashion. I was surprised how much I loved Buffy, how cool she still was, like how great a lot of her lines still were, how much I still love Luke Perry, how you know, Donald Sutherland is Donald Sutherland in this movie. I still Which it's just great. Is a good thing. It's a great thing. It's a great Rutger thing. Hauer made me happy to see him. Paul Rubens, as stupid as he is, delighted me. That is <laughs> colored in the extreme with nostalgia if i strip away Very the nostalgia i know this movie is i mean it's not a bad it's not movie good. but it's not a great it's movie either good. it's a campy campy odd little film with um odd pacing the finale happens too quickly the ending wraps up and, way too neatly for and i i for hate when movies such a build have like like yes Lopar and her especially because so lisa's gonna rant and blink and join in as we've said um she's the chosen one she's lived many lives as the chosen one always failed with lothar and this is the time she actually gets him and man, is it a disappointing it way is of like doing it. Thirty seconds. It takes no time. Then it's done. And you're basically and you're like, like, and the ch- other chosen ones couldn't do this. Why? Like he they didn't figure this one for, out for such a buildup of what a scary guy he's supposed to be. 
and how powerful he's supposed to be and the fact you know he's very it's very anticlimactic it is such an anticlimactic and i was actually because i actually that was the one part i couldn't remember was how she defeated lothar so i was which it feels very telling it is because i remembered so much and so i was like i forget how she kills him and then when it happened i'm like oh that's why i forget how she kills him and why i focused way more on paul rubin's death (laughs) Definitely. Why that stuck more in Much my more head. memorable. Way more memorable. Than and, Lothar's death. And so the pacing's odd. The, the ending is very disappointing once the fighting is happening. Like, I mean, the dance is cute. But as soon as the and fighting, the fighting happens, is bad, that, it's not good. No, the stunt it's, work, aside from like the flips that she does, it's not. Which are also stupid. They're all like they aren't just there. You, like it's not. They good. needed a like you know when someone. It was almost like a. Yeah. It was almost like a dance yes. scene. It's like everyone's just in a circle watching Buffy do backflips, <laughs> and it's like right. That's she's gonna kill you all of you. That and you guys aren't doing person. anything. And you could just mob her. You could all <laughs> literally kill her in one time if you so, just yeah, band no, it together. She'd right, be you guys dead just... so fast. Um, yep. So yeah, so for all the fact that she's like the chosen one and Donald Sutherland says that she's the most amazing one he's ever seen, there's no proof of that on the screen. None of that. It's None all of that words, whatsoever. No actual action to prove that, yeah, she is amazing. It's more of that, no, the vampires are just stupid. You know, like everyone just sucks at their job right now. <laughs> and they really, She's okay. She's, she's she just does a lot flipping. of flips. Um, I mean, she can cut a wiener in half, no problem. Yeah, and she can catch a knife in midair, but you, you yes. know. Um, and I mean, there's that scene where she improvises stabbing one of the vampires with like the piece of guitar that was Pike's. And I remember liking that. that and I think like that yeah. fight scene worked because it was so brief. But when they yes. have the long fight scenes with a lot of vampires, oh man, it falls apart. It falls apart yeah. so fast. It's not good. It's Is so... they're not good fights? I just scenes. wonder if they just couldn't hire a fight coordinator. <laughs> I don't know. Probably. I mean, the budget on. was very minimal. It's not like this movie was doing great. No, and it didn't make a ton either. And so it. No. Yeah, without nostalgia, poor fighting sequences, anticlimactic ending, like bad pacing issues. It just is a campy mess. And so mm-hmm. I would say mm-hmm. if you're mm-hmm. going into this, so I still loved it, blinded by nostalgia. I think if I had seen this for the first time this way, I wouldn't have loved it. I would have just been like, I would no. have found the occasional line funny, but I would have just been like, this is a bad movie. This is weird. Like, why is she so impressive? She's not impressive. Like, what's, why this? It's a B movie. Very like, I would, much. I would classify this as very B movie. And that's, and that's what I would say, too. So I would recommend it. If you saw this as kids and you feel like rewatching it and you just want the nostalgia, go for it. It is full of nostalgia. It's delightful that way, remembering how campy this movie is. If you're someone who likes B movies, you're someone who watches them for fun, who knows what they're going in for for B movies, knows how campy, how bad the fighting usually is, you will enjoy it if you haven't already seen it. This is a great B movie for that purpose because it is funny. It does have those moments. And if that's where your mentality is, the fight scenes become hilarious. Like if you're going in knowing this is very funny to watch how bad the fight scenes are. Um, so I would say that's who should be watching it. If you are someone who's a fan of the show, probably don't watch it because don't it's watch it. nothing like the show. Um, you're going to be angry the whole exactly. time. You're probably be like, what have they done to Buffy? Uh, if you're someone who's never seen it, I probably wouldn't. And like, doesn't like the B movies. 
I doubt you'd enjoy it. I, I really doubt I you'd told watch Cam, it. I told Cam what we were watching. He's like, yeah, you're watching that by yourself. <laughs> Cam knows himself. He understands. Like, he, he just knows. So I was like, and I was like, fair yeah. enough. Like, you know, some movies I'm like, come on, please. And this one, I was like, yes, good call. Yeah, because good you do decision. if you watch it with him. You'd want to yeah. be laughing and you'd feel his energy being the exact opposite <laughs> totally. of yours. And it just changed like Cam knew, don't watch it. I was like, great call, honey. Good, Good choice. choice. So I would say so same yeah, thing. No, like, unless you're in it yeah. for a B movie and you're enjoying the campiness or unless this is something you've already watched and you enjoy rewatching it, you could skip this one for sure. Um, Definitely. Out of 10... If you already, if you already watched, watched it, sorry. It, please tell us. <laughs> tell us Too late. how painful or how great it was. Maybe you thought it was delightful. Who are we to say? We'd love to hear. Who can, Who can say? say until you tell okay. us? Out of 10, Lisa. Out, out of 10. 10, I would actually give this... Um, I'm going to give it a 5 out of 10. Oh. Uh, mm-hmm. Just because... Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I still love it to pieces, but it's not a good movie. But man, is it fun to watch. Man, is it. And I probably totally. would rewatch it. I will probably actually be in the mood. When, I don't know when, but it'll happen. I'll just be like, you know what? I could really just watch some Buffy right about now. And I probably would. And I'd probably still enjoy rewatching it because of how delightfully campy and what a cutie Luke Perry is and how sassy Kristen Swanson is. Like, I genuinely enjoyed both of them in this film. So I could see myself mm-hmm. rewatching just for the camp factor and being like, this is still cute. And also, cute. I may also just fast forward and watch her in that fantastic outfit at the end and be like, that's still an amazing outfit. Still a great outfit. Still what about outfit. you, Pauline? What do you feel about this one? Uh, I basically agree with everything mm-hmm. that you said in regards to like who should watch this mm-hmm. movie. So I won't get into that. I'm like, yes, all of that 100%. <laughs> um, I was surprised at how much I enjoyed yes. watching it. So the nostalgia factor was much bigger for me than I really anticipated. <laughs> like I was, I didn't really know how I'd react. And I was like, oh no, I love this. Yep. Um, but having said that, it's not a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I, I think the nostalgia is real mm. strong on this one. So I really, I'm going to give it a nice. three. Um, because I know that that's, a nostalgia aside, that's what this movie really earns. Is it really does? Like you, I could see myself watching it in the future. I won't seek it out. I don't know when it will happen. <laughs> I, it could catch me off guard. It would obviously be when Cam's not home because he will. He'd be like, it. "Why are you putting this on? Um, turn it off." <laughs> but if I'm in, yeah, like I could see it happening. But like, if you're someone coming in fresh, mm. it's a three. It's a three yeah, out of fair, ten. Fair. Like it it really it but again you you know what you're getting even i genuinely feel like with the movie cover i you know it's not oscar worthy material yes. like you you know it you should know so, like, going you in what this movie is really yeah yeah like it's it does not hide what from it says. like come on like it's <laughs> very obvious so i feel like if you expect great things it's your own fault <laughs> in a way so that's how I feel that's about fair. that. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, I agree 100%, mm. three mm. out of 10. So average of four. There we go, guys. An enough, average guys. of four. Enough. If you're four. in the mood for a four out of 10 movie, give this one a try. Yeah. Why not? Who isn't in the mood <laughs> oh, for those know, sometimes? Drunk a lot and you just want to watch something yeah. stupid. This is a good Something one. mindless. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Mm. Yes. So 
Onward to the quotes. Now I feel like we're, we're gonna have, gonna to, have to these pare down because we'll just go just forever. knowing yeah. how many yeah. I have. So um, okay, Lisa, what's one of the I'm quotes? I'm gonna start this movie that with one where where Buffy is telling Donald Sutherland because he's telling her she's the chosen one and she just is like no, and she tells him that all I want to do is finish high oh. school, go to Europe, marry Kristen Slater, and die. <laughs> <laughs> That is her whole life plan. That is her life plan. And I love it so much. I I love it. And I think the fact that marrying Christian Slater is like, like it just shows you the timeline of the world. And I love it It so much. I have that line written down because I was like, God, yes. Like everything about this is a hard yes for me. Like I agree with everything you've just said, Buffy. I'm on um, par with you, Buffy. Let's do 100%. This. Yeah. I feel I feel I always picture Christian Slater at the age he was when he had Robin Hood, yes, Prince of Thieves. Totally. And like that is that's, Christian Slater in my head forever and always. For sure. And I, I would Yeah, you. he definitely didn't age. No, and no, I just need to believe that Christian Slater is that way. perpetually 19. <laughs> okay. Um so same scene yeah. earlier mm-hmm. on. Buffy and Donald Sutherland's character, whose name I can't remember. It'll um, come to me in a second, but keep going. So, so anyway, so they're talking and he's telling her she's the chosen one and she doesn't want to believe it. And she's like, gotta, first off, they're in a locker room yes. at the gym. She's about to change. She sees him and she's like, oh, what are you doing in here? This is a naked place. And I thought that was so <laughs> funny. This is a naked and place. Very and she was just so a like. teen girl caught off guard, what she would say. Yeah. And just, <laughs> but it's like so true. It's like, dude, get out of the women's locker room. And she's not wrong. And he, it's very he does look like a creep. He's wearing like a trench He's coat. Super creepy. <laughs> like a hat. Weird fucking dude. So she says. She says, so she, so they're having a discussion. What are you doing here? This is a naked place. She tells him she doesn't want to do it. He's like, okay, fine. He turns to leave and then he throws a knife at her and she catches it. She catches it and it shows it's a great scene. I love it. It's one of my favorites. It just pans to her and she's just holding the knife and it's like a millimeter from her fucking head and it's awesome. And she's like, you threw a knife at my head. Yes, I had to show you, but, but you threw a knife at my head. And you caught it. <laughs> Only the chosen one would have caught it. And her delivery of, yes, you threw a knife at yes. my head. And I remember we repeated this line quite yes. often. And again, I forgot about it. And then when it came up, I was like, fuck. I remember Lisa and I loved this. That whole scene but, we loved. But we loved you it. threw a knife at my head. Yes, and you caught it. And he's like, yes, and you caught it. Only the child. Like, and he's he's making it sound like it's a perfectly reasonable thing that he's just done. And she she was like, you threw a fucking like she's flabbergasted and furious and like, and And that's when she tells him, "Listen, I don't want to be the chosen one. I just want to graduate high school, move to Paris, marry Christian Slater, and die." And it's all a really great whole scene scene is amazing, and I love it because after he throws it and she catches it, he goes bravo and does this little like clap too and i just yeah that whole scene is probably one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie and, and she's it makes so me so happy how i love it. it totally because yeah. she's rightfully yeah mad. i would be furious if someone threw a knife at my and head. he's also a weird dude at this point in time she doesn't know him that well and she's like listen weird man in a trench coat yeah. and hat who's in the women's chain room this is an inappropriate place for you to be so I really appreciated that honesty from her. It was really good. Yep. Okay, what's another one from you, Lisa? Another one from me is when they first, when they're they're in the bar scene and the two drunk guys come in and Luke Perry's trying to hit on them and they're having none of it because of course he looks kind of grody and he's drunk. 
And she basically is like, and he's, and he's not picking up on any of the cues where she's telling him to leave them alone. And he just introduces himself and he's like, and I'm Pike. And she, Buffy's response is, Pike isn't a name. It's a fish. It's true. <laughs> and, she's not wrong. And I actually really appreciate that that's the immediate was really response good. to her as he just keeps trying and it's just to go, Pike, is, that's not a name that's a fish and i just and with her valley girl very matter of fact tone of voice just made me happy mm-hmm. so i had to put that one in because i think it's a very uh famous one and one that i remember we liked too okay what's another one of yours? in the valley girl yes. tone before she's no longer valley girl mm-hmm. buffy uh her and her friends are at the mall ops mm-hmm. and um going up the escalator and bitching about school and uh she got a C plus or something on whatever exam they're talking about. And they're talking about copying off her and they're like, what? And she's like, uh, excuse me for not knowing about El Salvador as if I'm ever going to Spain anyway. And I obviously didn't get that no. when I was a kid. And I was like, man, I really appreciate that line. That's a great line. I love that uh, one. I love that one too. So that's I... a good one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? And then her response, even in the Valley Girl sense, when he first approaches her, and again, he's the weird dude in the trench coat watching her do gymnastics. It's very odd. And he's trying to explain himself to her. And she's like, does Elvis talk to you? I have that one written down. That is really condescending. (laughs) And I love it. Because I'm just like, I feel like I would say that line. I'd be like, and I just love, again, with the tone of, of a Valley Girl, it just makes everything better. I'm not going to lie. Yes. Her, her sarcastic tones. Amazing. It's amazing. Because you assume that Valley girls are stupid. Yes. And what I love about it is she's actually quite funny and smart and quick witted. She just sounds like a Valley girl. And so I really appreciate it because she's not just like this dumb blonde. She just is kind of like, she just has the persona of a dumb yeah. blonde, but she says really intelligent things. Not the El Salvador Spanish not. That's definitely her being stupid. But there's enough of that but smart underneath that you get it. Yeah, sass. for sure. For sure. Yeah, totally. Okay. Yeah. Um, another one I really one like. So, so Paul Rubens is trying to explain how superior vampires are to Buffy. And at this point in the film, uh, he has lost an yes. arm. You see that happen early on. It's due to him chasing after Luke Perry and it going awry. And so ever since for the rest of the movie, he only has one arm. And he says to her, we're immortal, Buffy. We can do anything. And her response is, oh, yeah? Clap. <laughs> I have that room in It's so good. I just, again, the sass, the tune, it's amazing. And I just, I'd forgotten that line existed and it did make me laugh a great deal for sure. Okay. it's good it was definitely a good one i have that mm-hmm. one i wrote that down i ran out of room on my page and then that line came up and i was like Shit. so i had to like write it scrolled it on like the top of the corner uh so that it's on the same page because that's how my brain works <laughs> um okay so i have a line that's like from a side character that i thought was okay, hilarious sure. so there's one of the guys on the basketball team and his name is grueler yes. and he's one of the first guys to become a vampire but he kind of pieces out in the middle of the movie you don't know what happens to him he's just kind of gone and again no one's worried no one's concerned he's like no one's wondering where anyone is (laughs) so he shows up and the coach who's a very odd man anyway is kind of like crueler where you been you're on the bench and this is for like the one of the final games and Gruller by this point is a is a vampire mm-hmm. but he's wearing the jersey to play basketball so he just sits on the bench and he's like go team go and you see him 
and you know, oh, he's got the ears, he's got the teeth. He's, he's a vampire. He's yeah. a vampire. And he gets put into the game and he's being weird as fuck because he's a yep. vampire. So he's weird and everybody yep. out. He's creepy. Uh, ben Affleck plays, plays one of the opposing team players who barely has a yes. line, who has the ball. And is just like, take it, Ben. Just yep. take it. And gives the ball away. And it's it's great seeing uh, Ben Affleck just kind of pop in there. But Griller's just kind of all yes. over the court. And so one of the guys on the team, who actually is the guy who grabbed Buffy's ass earlier, is like, so Griller's pretty much abandoned the concept of zones. <laughs> That, such a good that line. That one caught me so off guard, and I couldn't stop <laughs> laughing because so it's also funny. it's also his tone and how he's just so confused by what he's seeing. And I I'm with you. I wasn't expecting that one uh, at all. I have that one written down too. I was like, Yeah, what line is this? It's so because the other thing too about it that I think is so funny is that it's like they all noticed. He's not playing basketball well, but no one notices he's a fucking vampire. Like, so he's like, well, I see he's abandoned zones. It's like, he's also abandoned, like, l- the night of the living. And he's yeah. become the he's living become dead, living. Guys. I think he's making it very obvious, especially when he, like, yeah. floats up to, like, yeah. do a slam And then he gets dunk. kicked out of the game because he floated. And it's like, right, but the points don't count. And it's like, what <laughs> world are we living Again, in? campy, guys. Campy. Campy. <laughs> Okay, Lisa, let's go one more line each. Okay. I feel like that's a my, lot. It has There's been a lot, a lot of lines. lines. My last one is a Luke Perry, David Arquette exchange when David Arquette is floating outside of his window and he wants in mm. and Luke Perry is cluing in that things aren't normal. And he's like, and he's like, I'm hungry. Let me in. He's like, no, Ben, go home. And he's like, let me in. I'm hungry. And he's like, you're hungry. You're floating. Go home, Betty. <laughs> <laughs> And the fact that that's the dialogue, that he's not freaking out, that he's not scared, that his response is, you're hungry, I don't care, you're floating, go home, Benny. Yeah, like, you've had too much to drink, you're now floating in the sky, you should go home totally. and sleep it off, Benny, go home sleep, and sleep it, it off. off. You're not allowed in to eat whatever right. you need. The problem is booze, not that you're immortal. It's booze and drugs. You really need to work on that. Absolutely. You really need to work on yeah, this, Benny. definitely. Okay, what's your, what's your final one? So there's... I. I'm going to go with another Luke Perry line. Yes. Uh, and it's, uh, she's now taking the motorbike and she's uh, following Lothar and they're, they're ending up in the weird uh, land of floats and floats. amusement parks. And Luke Perry is now with her because he's on a dirt bike and he saw her leave. So they're off together and they're like going together and he's fighting, da, 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 all this stuff's happening. And then they see Lothar on the float with his henchmen and there's very like regalness to them and they're whatever. And Luke Perry just says to her, I know that guy. That is a bad guy. Can we go please? <laughs> and again, and that's his response to meeting. It's, Again, it's campy. very campy and a not good response. I love it. Yeah. But so good. Like, really, I laughed. I thought it was funny. I was like, oh, this movie, it gets me. You know, nostalgia. It totally does. So much nostalgia, so much love. Um, for anyone who doesn't know what the quote is for the title, it's a Paul Rubin's line, and it's when he loses his arm, he's more upset about his jacket. So he tells Luke Perry, you ruined my new jacket. And then he tells his henchman, kill him a lot. And that's the full line. <laughs> and we thought that line was hysterical. And it was the one that first popped in my head when I saw Buffy, aside from the cheerleading bit, because that obviously... Aside from the how, how funky, funky is, your, funky chicken, is your chicken. The next thing that popped in my head was, you ruined my new jacket. And so 
that's why I chose that line because it was a, also a favorite. And it was great. And it was hard to do the line of him dying, which was just, ooh, ah, ooh. I figured ah, that ooh. wouldn't come across the same way ah. as a Pauline's doing a great job. And the fact that she's doing it while I'm talking oh. is exactly what he did in the film. You can picture it with her just doing this. This is how that movie ended. It's actually spot on. Okay. Well done. Well done on your Paul Rubens impression. I practiced it a couple of times before this episode because I knew I'd do it. So I was like, okay, Paulie, here's here's your your moment. Here we go. This is it. Time to shine. That's how I live my life. I start my day. Yeah, that sounds about right. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, Mm. Lisa. You do the sign off. It's your turn. Is it my turn? All right. Well, <laughs> I don't know, but we'll say it's your turn. <laughs> thank you. We all love doing everyone the for listening. Um, thank you. I hope you guys enjoyed watching Buffy. If you did see it, uh, leave us some sweet comments on uh, whatever platform it is you're listening to this podcast on. We'd love to get some reviews. We'd love to find out what you think. And we'd love with those reviews to get more listeners. Uh, you can also write us some comments on Twitter or on Instagram, we're at Real Window. Uh, you can also send us an email. Let us know if there's any fun movies you want us to do, or any fond memories you have, or misunderstandings from when you were a kid. It's real.window at gmail.com. Thank you so much, as always, guys. We look forward to whatever the next mystery movie is, because it's going to be Pauline's choice. My You're going to find out. I already know. Oh my gosh, this is going to be amazing. You're going to find out on uh, Friday. <laughs> Friday. See you then. Friday it is. <laughs>